0: so let's talk about growth hacking an agency i'm big on that based on the fact that i'm able to growth hack server digital and through sort of like my experience and learning a lot from other people who are you know also did sort of like growth hacking and um you know it's quite exciting on what you're able to achieve if you Get into, into the mindset of, you know, thinking like long term about, you know, growth and not look like not necessarily looking at your know, what are your inadequacies uh, at the moment, because one of the things, you know, about being an entrepreneur is if you focus too much on your inadequacies when starting out or um, lack thereof, you become quite hindered in terms of making progress. Uh, one of the biggest thing you know being uh sort of like financial constraints when it comes to setting up a business uh the other thing maybe is you know uh not being you know since you have financial constraints you're not able to employ people to your agency so you're not able to scale quite often and you quite really and uh, you don't have the money to pay for salaries um at the same time you don't have access to sort of like resources your CRMs, your ERPs, all of that. You, you not you're not really necessarily able to afford all of that. And sometimes, even for different countries, registering a business or a company might also, you know, be that expensive that uh, it becomes quite, you know, tough for you. But in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about growth hacking and some of the tips or things that I do that are really helping the agency. And one of the things that you know uh has really worked out well for server digital and so like growth hacking and you'll get to understand why i'm big on that and also get an understanding on how you can also growth hack your own agency or maybe your own business in a different industry see you guys in a few seconds Hey guys, and welcome back to yet another episode on the Marketing Podcast, Digital Marketing Tips and Insights. Now, like I mentioned in the intro, we're going to talk about growth hacking. And if it's something that, you know, it's really new to you or it's something that uh, you've never heard about or maybe you've heard about and you don't really understand. Now, growth hacking, just to put it in the most simplest form of explanation, is using sort of like the tools resources and uh information that you have to sort of like step up to the next level without you know having to use many resources it's sort of like a clever way of growing a business or just growing anything uh without sort of like going you know through the expensive route if you think let's say for example like um uh houses for example if you're thinking about if you're taking up a mortgage and you own let's say a duplex now there's something called house hacking which is also quite similar where you are paying mortgage to the bank that you know that lend you uh the mortgage uh, but since maybe you're living in a duplex so you just you said probably like to rent out you know the other side of the house um and whatever the other person is paying is able to catch up for probably the brand like the rental payment and also part of if not if not maybe the whole of your mortgage and growth hacking is also quite similar now one of the things why i'm big on growth hacking is um when it comes to businesses when especially it comes to agencies you have to be very careful with how now this from my experience you have to be very careful on your course you really need to know your numbers and you really need to understand and uh understand that sometimes growing slower is the best option and at the same time you always need to make informed decisions before you do anything else now one of the things that you know like we mentioned in the intro that a lot of people have is or one of the constraints that a lot of people have when when it gets to you starting out in business is usually financial constraints now depending on where your business is at or like we, we, in which country you're living in there are different legislations and also you know there are different uh, requirements for starting out uh, starting out a business now one of the things is what most people do is they will start you know a business as a sole proprietor and then once you know get, get a bit of traction uh they're able to now register into and like an LLC or a, sort of like a limit, a limited liability, uh, you know, sort of like just to separate them from the business. And that's one of the things that, you know, you might want to look into depending on the kind of business that you're doing. So maybe if you're starting out and maybe you can work as a sole proprietor at the beginning, and maybe that's the cheapest out for you instead of, you know, registering a company, which might be expensive, it differs from country to country. Some countries are cheaper, some countries are more expensive, right? So you can start off with, let's say, a sole proprietor. And then after, you know, getting a bit of traction, move on to uh, becoming a limited liability, because that's very much important just to separate yourself from the business, because as a sole proprietor, you are the business and the business is you. And when it comes to any form of lawsuit or anything happens, you know, uh, legal action taken against you. So it's nothing against the business it's taken against you because you are the business. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why you want to consider moving if you're starting out as a sole proprietor, moving to a limited liability now since you're growth hacking here it's probably the the route you might want to take now you have to look at the business you are you're in and sort of like what the market looks like what the barriers of entry and all of that and you know do sort of like a benchmarking on what exactly you need to get started now one of the things that you should not make a mistake on is you know trying to if you if you don't need to have an office don't think about getting an office Because, number one, you're going to increase your cost for something that you might not necessarily need. Now, with the introduction of Zoom and with the introduction of the pandemic, we've seen that sort of like remote work has become, you know, quite much, much better, much preferred. There are a lot of collaboration tools that you can use to work remotely. So you don't have to start, you know, paying for an office space unless it's for your core team who really have to work together. Uh, that's when maybe you can, you know, think about having an office, but I would not suggest maybe you can look out for like a co-working space. Maybe if you, you know, if you have a meeting with a client, um, and all of that, but if you're starting out and you're trying to go growth hack, the best route for you is to uh, think about, you know, going remotely and looking, and since you're going to work remotely, there are tools or collaboration tools that you'll need once you start to, once you start to grow a team. Now, some of the suggestion, you know, I'll make is that uh, since you're trying to grow Thug you're maybe limited in, in your finances or maybe some of the costs that, uh, you know, you might incur using some resources have not yet been justified as of yet. You might want to go maybe to like cheaper versions. Let's say if you if you're working on with, let's say, a CRM, a customer relationship management tool. You might not want to go to, for example, to HubSpot straight away, because that might be expensive for you or you might not, you might not want to go to um, uh, maybe Salesforce. You might want to think on the lower scale, maybe money.com, maybe Trello might be something for you, um, or maybe even you can come up with your own internal dashboard. If you're able to code that, that's even much better, because you can use something like, um, like a WordPress website and code like your own dashboard and your own crm now obviously it won't have the same capabilities as let's say when you're using hubspot or salesforce because those are just on a different level and that's why you pay for them but you can actually if you're trying to growth hack code and you don't want to pay for anything at all and you can code or you can sort of like come up with uh like you can create like a sort of like a dashboard on on a wordpress website do that that's another option you can do Because by doing that, you might only end up spending maybe ten to thirty dollars and you have your dashboard in place now. But bearing in mind, it won't have the same capabilities and features as uh, a paid CRM. So you're simply trying to uh, see how you can hack your way through to the point that you're able to afford or justify paying for a CRM like HubSpot or uh, Salesforce and all of that. So that's one of the things you might look into. Now, the other thing is um, who to hire first. And that's actually quite a tricky question because it all depends on what your business exactly needs or what your agency exactly needs uh, and also what kind of a person you are. Since you've started out as a sole proprietor, it usually depends with what kind of a person you are in terms of your business. Are you like, you know, a developer? Are you like more, um, you know, sort of like uh, a sales kind of person, a marketing kind of person. Are you more uh, structured, Are you you know, looking at operations and all of that or maybe, um, you know, you have to look at, you know, what you're good at and then employ around, uh, you know, positions that you believe you're not really good at and you need, you know, someone to help you with that. And one of the things that, you know, if let's say you're good, you're, 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 you're good at sales, Maybe you don't need someone, let's say, to do sales for you. Maybe you need someone to do product development. So that's, you know, one of the roles that you might need. You don't need to start, you know, hiring another salesperson. So you're two salespeople, but there's no product developer. Meaning if there's no product developer, there's no business, right? So you're trying to employ around uh, sort of like your weaknesses, looking and understanding exactly what you as a person are good at already. If whether you're good at sales, like I've mentioned, or marketing or Product developing or like uh, operations management and all of that now hiring what are uh, you weak at and looking at you know what exactly the business might need now you might be for example let's say you go to operations and uh, product de- product development so you're working on the product and sort of like coming up with the op- like the structure of the the of the company and how you know things are supposed to be run and all of that um and all of the, you know all of that good stuff but maybe you are not good at sales. So maybe, you, you know, you know, you might want to bring in someone, you know, from, uh, to, you know, to work on sales in your company. That might be one thing to look into. Or maybe you're not good at marketing. Maybe have someone to do marketing. Um. Now begs the question, how do you start now paying salary, which is quite an interesting thing. Now, what I wouldn't suggest is, you know, starting to start employing people unless you have a bit of traction unless they there's salespeople because in my philosophy i should be like i actually believe like you know salespeople should be able to pay their own salary meaning uh you can give them like a commission-based contract um so you might you know if maybe you're hiring someone to do sales you might you know have it maybe on commission-based and may may and then maybe restructure their compensation plan to something different but in my opinion salespeople should be able to pay themselves because you know if you're a good sales person you're able to close deals and all of that and sell the specific products or services that's one place that maybe you might cut really on course because it means you you pay them when you make money uh some of the other things if let's say you want to hire a marketer some of the things you know you might maybe want to offer maybe options into your company but by then you have to have um like stock options but but then you you you'd have to have so already registered your uh company as a limited liability. So it's already a company and not not a sole proprietor sole proprietorship anymore. So maybe you can offer like uh you know five percent stock options or sort of like become a bit more creative on how you give out, you know, uh contracts to anyone that you try to employ. And one of the things, you know, you can give them sort of like uh, the one year cliff clause on their contract, meaning like in order for, you know, their uh, stock options or, you know, sort of like the equity stake in the company to become activated and uh, uh, and be awarded to them. They have to, you know, stay for a longer a period of longer than, you know, one year uh, for that to be activated and a lot of that. But you also have to be very keen on who you're giving, you know, your options to, like your stock op- your stock options to or your equity stake to. Meaning you have to do a very rigorous interview in terms of looking for a specific person who's able to do that specific kind of job and sort of like the, fits into uh, the kind of uh, company culture that you're trying to build. Now, one of the other things that you can sort of like hack, um, you know, growth hack in terms of human resources, is to offer internships. Now you can offer internships or sort of like summer jobs to uh, university students. There's also another way that you can do that for like three months to six months. Obviously you have to look at, at, you know, the legislation and, you know, rules and regulation about internships in your country or your area of jurisdiction to be on the safe side of the law and to, you know, put something that, you know, it's correct and legal. But it's one of the ways that, you know, you can have interns maybe not Probably not directly involved with maybe your clients, but sort of like doing internal jobs. Maybe it could be like maybe doing your know, accounting or maybe working on social media. So it's one of the things that, you know, you can use to sort of like cut on cost when it comes to growth hacking. Um, what else can you do? Um, the other thing you can do, obviously, is since you're setting out and uh, let's say you already have your website, you've already built your website. And you're trying to market yourself. Um, SEO might not be, you know, sort of like uh, the best uh, way for you at the beginning because SEO really takes time. It's something you really need to do from, you know, from the word go, working on optimizing your website and creating content. And when it comes to creating content, by the way, there are different like AI solutions that you can use. One is gocopy.io, and I am not sponsor affiliated with them in any shape or form. I simply use their product that's gocopy.io uh, or you can use um conversion.ai or even if you have access like to open ai you can also use them uh to come up with like content for your website and blog articles and all of that uh open ai obviously it's f- sort of like free it's very very cheap to be quite uh, to be quite honest go copy goes for around 30 dollars for in a month and you can create endless amount of content using their ai solution So for that sake, you might not need to have like a content writer and you're able to produce maybe two to three blog articles in a day and optimize that for search engine optimization, because it does take a lot of time to start seeing results with SEO. Now, the other thing that, you know, you might need to sort of like, you know, build on your brand awareness and generate some leads is probably to run Google ads. And for that reason, you you have to maybe you yourself run Google ads or maybe hire someone, maybe a freelancer to run Google ads for you and then maybe structure, you know, the contract that you have with them to be based on, you know, the amount, maybe the earn a percentage of conversions that they're able to bring to your business. So that's another way you can grow hack. So hiring someone, you know, to do your PPC and structuring, you know, your contract with them to be sort of like uh, based only on conversions that you yeah, con, lead conversions that are able to generate by running, you know, your ad campaigns. Now obviously you need a bit of ad a bit of ad budget for that but it's not really you know something that expensive and if you're really starting out you know Google just give you uh sort of like coupon codes so you might get like a $50 coupon code $75 or $100 depending on where you are and what Google does is that you know you have to match uh sort of like the coupon code if Google gives you like you know a $100 coupon code you you really you first need to spend like $100 And then Google gives you the the other $100 free of charge. So that really goes a long way to helping your business. And with $100, actually, depending on the kind of industry you're in and what uh, the CPC is or or the cost per click for the hero that you're targeting, it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive unless you're in like uh, legal or, you know, sort of like housing and real estate, um, you know, medical you know, there the CPC is quite expensive. Uh, but if you just in your know, any other normal business, it's not really that expensive, and something that you can actually work with, so uh that is okay. So that will help, will help you sort of like generate leads, generate a bit of income, and from that income, you're able to refinance your business, put you put you know money back into your business and grow from that. And simply that you know, one way you can do uh growth hacking. Anyway, I wish, I hope you're able to learn a little bit about growth hacking and what you can apply uh, when it comes to, you know, growing a business when you're financially constrained or you really, really, really want to push it through. Sometimes it's just, you know, about thinking outside the box and looking at, you know, what you have and being sort of like creative on how you structure everything. You have to be a very creative person. So sort of like think deeply and also look at what other people are doing. Look at, Don't necessarily look at companies and their stories, you know, uh, the story that they share right now, but look at sometimes how other companies started. And maybe you can copy something from that or might, maybe it might give you an idea. So reading and looking for information is your best bet. But also with experience comes a lot of, you know, uh, comes a lot of knowledge and information. Meet new people. You learn a lot. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. It's a bit long, actually, almost 20 minutes. If you have any questions, uh, you can reach out to me. If you're looking to start your own website, uh, you can also reach out to us on our agency, serverdigital.io. Or you're looking to run any PPC campaigns for your business that you're trying to grow hack. we are happy to help you. Anyway, see you guys on the next podcast episode.